On this episode of Be Uncommon with Caleb and Luke, we talk about a book that everybody should read, no matter your occupation, profession, or anything you are going through. This book single-handedly changed our lives, and we really hope it changes yours. Hope you guys enjoy. I piss excellence when I wake up in the morning, so if you ever ask me if I'm ready again, I am always ready. And what I mean by that is, welcome to the Be Uncommon podcast with Caleb and Luke. Again, I am Luke. He is Caleb Foster, my partner in crime, business partner, best friend, most creative dude I've ever met in my entire life. And we are bringing you one of the episodes inside season two of the, again, Be Uncommon podcast. And in case you can't hear a difference or you don't see a difference, first, you better be able to hear a f- effing difference because we have microphones, everybody. We have mics because every single small step, one is a small step for mankind. Um, that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a Neil Armstrong quote. Um, but also, uh, every single small step is a step in progression for any business, for any creator, for anybody that is taking small steps of progress. Progress is progress. And I want to capitalize on that because right now we have microphones and it has taken us over a year of podcasting to invest in microphones and, and do this and take it to the next level. So for anybody that needs uh, inspiration to get started or inspiration of should you keep going, any of that stuff, it has taken us over a year to actually have legit microphones. And that's where we're at right now. So I am so effing excited to have these. So if I talk really loud, it's because I have a lot of caffeine in me, a little bit of beer, and just a lot of excitement. Yeah, dude. Um, the thing I can like relate this most to is like going from number 38 to like 83 what do you mean? in my career. Explain that. Like um, jersey number wise. As an no, no, but, but explain what, so why. Like, as a walk-on, I just got thrown this number, you know, and it's, that's the startup phase, bro. Starting your career, and that's what yep. I felt like this process yep. was, was like the walk-on mentality, and that's going to yep. be in the blog and everything that we post. We'll get into the content that we're, that we're producing, obviously, right now. But um, once I got to change my number to, like, an actual receiver number as a walk-on, and then I'm playing a little bit more, you know, it's like another confidence notch For in the belt. Sure. You know, um, you're carrying yourself differently. You're kind of – you got your swagger back a little bit. It's little things – um, in sports yep. when you're on a new team and you have to build up that trust or that leadership or something and that's the feeling that I'm relating to like by getting mics it's like we've hit some small steps um, in our journey in our startup and it's funny because we've known we've wanted to do it from the beginning but it's taken a year and a half to just get on the same page for sure with each like not even each other with ourselves yeah what we Every- initially wanted everything because when you lose sight when you start to get a little bit of something you start to lose some mm-hmm. sight and then but it's been a, it's just such a humbling experience and I love the startup phase and um, just learning to enjoy it and this book that we're about to talk about um, yes yeah, so this this book the, the war of art which we were introduced I mean I, I've, I've heard of it it's been tossed around among you should read this book if you're an entrepreneur type of reading list on a bunch of different blogs and everything all over the internet sure but we were introduced to it by one of our favorite brands ever um, one their name is The Long Hairs. We've spoken about them before. Caleb has been on their podcast, epic podcast, if you've not listened to it. It's incredible. But we love them, one, because uh, Caleb influenced me to actually just fully commit and grow my hair. Dude, hell yeah. And so they they sell what is, uh, hair ties for guys. It's uh, They sell like I don't, they sell really awesome hair products for yeah, dudes with long hair. It's amazing because you don't even think about it till you start. First of all, the hair tie itself is Epic. super durable. Oh my god, I, super I, durable. I've used one of Lawrence before, and I'm like, yours sucks. Yeah, they're Your terrible. hair tie sucks. No, and it, 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 it pulls not, my hair so bad. It's not yanking on my hair. It's not like it's not breaking. I'm not doing it. And you can do three. You can do two. Like it's just it's a really yep. good band. Yep. And then the ability to be able to represent yourself with a hair tie and choose from all the different designs, yep. and it tells you a little bit about 
that person. Yep. Um, yep. And then success. It's 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 a really first of all, it's a brilliant idea. I love it. And yep. when I came across it, it, was why I wanted to talk to them anyway, and then it inspired me to keep going with my hair. Um, but anyway, they've been super supportive of us, and we took that trip up to San Diego yep. to do the podcast. We filmed that vlog, and. I love them because they're just so supportive and like they welcomed us with opening arms and it was so inspirational being up there because they started somewhere and they're talking about the startup and then they got the office space and because we, we don't know what to expect. Yeah, we and, them. and they're, they're, they're a Shark Tank company. Yeah, Shark One Tank. One of their biggest investors is Mark Cuban. They're, yeah. they're, it's not a joke. It's like they're a legit company producing yes. seven figures in revenue. Yeah. They are a legit, legit company selling legit physical products, but also... What I love about them on the business model and business side, besides who they are as people, we'll get into that too, is that when you think about, they sell hair ties for guys, so it's like, okay, like how do you really sell that? They sell it through incredible content. Yeah. They produce so much content, blog-wise, vlog-wise, on YouTube, their podcast. They, they do it. They do the lonely work. They do the construction work of creating the, the of a digital brand and a physical product they, it's like the construction work of of the digital world they they do that and yeah. and and leading into the book that they introduced us to they are so supportive of fellow entrepreneurs because it is lonely the grind is hard i won't say the grind sucks even though there are times for sure at the, the, the moments and the grind sucks and we'll talk about that and we'll for sure get into that but what i love about them so much is that they are incredibly supportive of us to fellow entrepreneurs going through it, doing the thing, building our brand, going through the startup phase, all the things we've talked about. They've been there and they reached out to us randomly, random DMs, all the random stuff where it's like, hey, love your stuff, watching it. One, they're watching it, they're paying attention. Yeah. And Epic. that's, it's the little like Epic. nudge I need sometimes. Like, For sure. I'm like, oh, dude, like they're watching, like, and it inspires me. It's like, there's somewhere that we want to yep. be at some yep. point. That's the whole thing. Sure. Never been in the arena. Like, why are you seeking, For you sure. know, validation from outside sources? And For everybody sure. that we've run into has just said, "Dude, just keep going. Just, just keep going." Yep. And yep. They inspired. He, they both inspired us for the blog. Like, actually, yep. to bring it back, because I went back on that podcast and I listened, and he said, "If you post a blog every single day within 65 days, you guys will get traction. You'll grow your company." And I was like, "Fuck it. Like, let's do it." So now we're doing it inside the minds. We're gonna blog every single day. Yep. Um, hopefully forever. Like, yeah. If we get to a point where that's the thing we do. Um, but anyway, like, they're so supportive, they're so authentic, and it helped bring that out in us and, and just owning it and the company and each other and as business owners. And you just reach a step where you're all in and you yep. own it. And, like, yep. we are co-founders. We yep. are, like, you know, people ask, what do you do? I'm a co-founder. Like, that's what I have to own now. And that's yep. where I believe that we're actually getting to and I feel this validation. So it's awesome they listen. And so when they reached out this last time, um, they just said, hey, guys, love your content because we did the behind the scenes of the startup vibe. And I think that's what we want to start showing people is, yep. like, we haven't been doing a good job of kind of documenting this process. And so we're going to do better at like showing the progress we have and then also the shit that comes with it and like the startup vibe and it's not pretty and it's makeshift and we just put this together in 10 minutes, but it's an upgrade, you know, yep. we're getting creative. And so doing more behind the scenes stuff. And so he reached out, sent a video and said, Hey, I got three books for you. And I was like that. And he said, uh, he listed the three, but the first one he said, which I bought, um, the war of art. Um, so I started reading it it's by Stephen Pressfield. Um, and we're going to get into who this book targets, but it's pretty crazy because every time somebody reaches out to me to read a book or to look at something new, it's at a point in my time that's like so pivotal to read or consume that information. And it's like it was meant for me in that moment. And it was the universe conspiring 
for me in that moment. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think about because it's like I was literally going through it. Then I got that little validation from him sending the video. And then I opened the book or not opened the book, but read, opened the audio because I don't read. Um, and it was like so reassuring. It was like this is the page I need to go down. And I just yep. started indulging in it. You yep. know what I mean? Um, and and it, what I love about it too of – and it's not the fact that I love short books, but that was – it packed such a punch, and in audio wise, for people that listen to audiobooks, like incredible audiobooks, you read it or you like look at the details, and you're like, oh, it's gonna take me ten or eleven hours. Like even at two x speed, like still it's five or six hours to read. Like that's a big time commitment. This book on one x speed is like two and a half, three hours. It is like it's short and compact, yeah. but do not Powerful. let do not let do not overlook it. Do not let it like fool you. It is one of the most epic and most powerful books I've ever read. And let's get into who is this book for? Who, who, who do you think it's for? Because I, I have a specific opinion, but who do you think it's for? I think this book is for um, anybody hitting resistance. Um, and what this book did for me was open my perspective and my mind about the different types of resistance that yep. I didn't even realize were going on in my life. Um, and resistance can mean anything. Resistance as he defines in the book, is pretty much just any type of force that's, you know, enabling you from proceeding in your passion or your one love or the, the thing that makes your heart beat. And the crazy thing about life is like anytime we have passion about something or our why or the thing that we want to do most in the world, we care so much. It's inevitable that adversity and some type of resistance are going to hit. It's inevitable. So he just goes into talking about the self-doubt, the um, yep. outside environment that you can't control or, you know, something happening in your life with your relationships or like whatever the case is, like there's so much different resistance that can come from different places and it overwhelms you because it wants you to stop chasing for sure. your dream. It's the opposite, you know, of the universe mm -hmm. inspiring for you. So um, it's incredible, but that's what I think the book's for. So how, how I looked at this book is I think this book is for creators. And uh, I define creators in a, in a more specific way. I have no idea what the Webster's Dictionary definition of creators is. But I, I view creators as if you create something that can impact somebody else's life. That one, technically you're a creator. But you have to give a shit about what you create. Yeah. For example, um, an entrepreneur creates a business that hopefully positively impacts their customers' lives. And they give a shit about that creation if another on uh, the antithesis the the other uh, extension of that say you are and this is just an example this is not everybody say you are a cook you create meals for people but if you don't give a shit if those people enjoy it or not you're not a creator in this capacity of reading this book that's what i mean okay you know so like say if you're you're a cook at i mean it's always it's the cliche example of mcdonald's and you don't care if anybody likes the food you make it, it's a job to you it's a job. Well, you don't care. You're not going to get resistance because you don't care. Yeah, you're, 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 at that point, you're a cog and you are, and everybody knows it, and you're looking for another opportunity. Yeah. Totally. And that's not McDonald's. It's just if you're in an industry exactly. that you don't care about the, the end result. Exactly right. So, this book is for creators. When I reference creators, that is who I'm defining them as for the sake of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everybody in themselves is a creator. So, I think this book is for you. For by sure. By you being a creator, by you listening. You being a creator is you have to create your own opportunities in this life. Yep. Nothing's going to be given to you. Yep. Nothing is going to be handed on a silver platter, at least nothing that's worth having, at least nothing that's worth building. That's, that doesn't make your heart beat out of your chest. That doesn't get you going. Like It used to be sports for us. We kind of talked about that. And this is 
this has been the new obsession. This has been my new my new thing I'm chasing. And you know what yep. I mean? And, and, it's the, like, and the sake of being a creator is you have to get to a point of finding something that you do give a shit what the end result is. Absolutely. And it's okay to not be there yet. Yeah, and not know what you want to do. It took yeah. us a year and a half to get to where we thought we wanted to be, you know? Yeah. So this podcast now, I don't know, probably 20 minutes in because that was a hell of an intro. Um, it's about to, we're going to talk about some of the, some of our favorite points of this book and summarize them in a way of, we do definitely want you to read this book, consume it and go through it and then reread it, maybe re-listen to it, whatever you got to do. But if you are not going to do that, we're going to try to give you some things you can walk away with to where you don't have to read the book and you can understand the, the points that we're trying to make. Absolutely. So as I was saying, when it, when he sent me the book, um, I, I bought it to audio version and pretty much I just, I can read. I, I don't read. <laughs> I can um, read. I do read. Like, <laughs> I can like read articles and stuff, but when it comes to books and sitting down, my ADHD just goes mm-hmm. through the roof and, yep. um, I can't just concentrate, yep. um, at all. So audio hits so different for me. I don't even listen to music anymore. I pretty much just listen to audio books or podcasts and then when I need a break once in a while, I'll throw on some MGK, Klaus Ruby, Mike's dead, just Mike now, but you got me. Yep. So anyway. Opening into this book, one of his first lines is, our job is to find who we are already and become it. And so, like, in the very beginning, I was just like, it just hit me like, holy shit, like, and it hit me because it's, it's you already, you, you're destined for something, you just don't know what it is yet, and it's like, we go, life is all about finding that. It's yep. finding that blissful, like, flow state of life where you're just doing what you love, loving what you do, and you're just... You know, and it's, it's like the nirvana. That's what everybody chases, you know, in a sense. And it's like, you have that. Now it's just, you got to trial, error, start, fail, go through this roller coaster of a ride to find out in, in what it is. And then the prize at the end is the process and all the things you've learned through that, you know? Yeah, and uh, what I think that comes through is the idea of uh, the man in the arena quote of, I, I have it right here, I'm, I'm going to say it. It's from, of course, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who does not actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows him at the end of triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know the victory nor defeat. Again, <laughs> the doers, the doers. That is the idea of it. And so what, what uh, I'd like to say is, to me, life's purpose is to not only find out what that calling is, but to actually fucking pursue it, actually which is it. the terrifying part of you could realize you're really good at something and it could really ignite your soul. But then to actually pursue it, knowing that you could damn well fail, to knowing that people could be pissed that you were really good at it, to know that you could get hated on. That is really the calling of life to me, well, at least. It's even leaving stability for the unknown. I think that's the scariest part. Do you know how easy it is to throw the, the easy way out? is to go get that job that you know is gonna pay that, that you have those solidified, whatever, yep. like everything's solidified, and you're like, yeah, I could do that. If, if you have a passion inside of you that you really wanna do and you're not pursuing that because you're going for the security 
Like you don't, you're, you're not, you don't get it. For sure. You know what I mean? You have to be willing to jump into the unknown, into the uncomfortable, and embrace it and see what the fuck happens. Because yeah. that's that's what's on the other that, the life that you want is on the other side of that. Yep. And about the arena, one thing that stuck with me about that was um, I played for the great Mike Leach at Washington State. Um, great people think he's crazy, um, but just hey man, that guy that guy knows how to win. You know. Yep. Um, one thing that he used to always say is don't listen to the outside noise. He would talk about it at the beginning of the week on Monday. And he's, it's funny because a lot of that man has a method to his madness and it subconsciously sits with you for the rest of your life. It, seriously, I, I think about things that he, that he said in those meetings and he was crazy and he'd say shit. And all the guys that play for him know what I'm talking about. But don't listen to the outside noise. And he's like, I don't give a fuck about anybody outside of this locker room. Yep. He doesn't give a fuck about press clippings. He doesn't give a, he does not care. And his inter- he wants to win football games. That's what he's there to do. That's his shit. Yep. And that's kind of the whole deal of like, am I going to listen to this dude that thinks that we're not doing something right um, and, and is hating on this? That's never started a business. That's never tried and failed. That's never. And the thing is, the people that have done it, tried and failed, or are doing it are so supportive. And it's the let's grow together. It's like, we talk about Les Feldman all the time where he's like, the more that you love others and help others grow, the more you will grow. Your company will grow. It's like, Get in the arena with people and go to war with motherfuckers that want to go to war. You know what I'm saying? And it's and there's a uh, Brene Brown quote, and this is gonna make my sister so happy because she is one of my sister's heroes, and she's she's a gangster. Brene Brown is a just so intelligent, but she has a quote, and it's something along the lines. I'm gonna totally misquote this: of if you are not in the arena, your opinion does not matter to me. Yeah, well, it's not really getting your ass kicked. Yeah, if you're not if you're not getting your ass kicked in the arena, yeah. that's what it is. If you're not getting your ass kicked in the arena, your opinion does not matter to me. Because it, it's like that whole concept of sports, bro, and why you bond with your teammates. And you guys go through shit together, bro. Yep. You go through those hard-ass fucking workouts in the dog days, and it's snowing, and it's fucking freezing, and it's and you go through that together, and it creates a bond. And that's the thing that, like, athletes and entrepreneurs and people that are going through passions, like, if you feel the energy when someone's passionate about yeah. something. Oh, for sure. It. You feel, feel it. it. You feel the room. You, you know your teammates. You know who actually wants it and who doesn't, yep. who loves it. Yep. And it's contagious, and you know if they love it, they've gone through some shit too For sure. to get to where they're at. And so I think that's the point where people need to get to. It's like, bro, if you're doing anything you love or vice versa, everybody's going through some sort of shit, bro, trying to battle it. So it's like help each other out. And But what the book is just it realizes – it made me realize about all the things of those – when you're chasing thing that you love, how many different things it is that you don't even realize that's going on oh in your life. Oh, my gosh. There's, there's so many moments that you'll never you'll – never understand or realize when they're happening and you take for granted and then after the fact you're like oh my god you know what my favorite part of it was that moment yeah absolutely but it was also the moment i never actually realized when it happened oh i never realized that moment you look back at some fuck i look back at some practices or shit that's happened to me but if that bad shit didn't happen to me i would not be who i am today no never i've been so fucking humble bro like so many times where i'm like Fuck, dude, you need to reevaluate yourself. Yep. yep. You're not as bad as you think you are. You're not as good as you think you are, but you can get there. Yep. But you can get there, but you're not yep. there yet, buddy. You know what I mean? And then it's humbling. And then you got to go through shits. And then it's, it's fuck. It's an injury. It's fucking, you know, getting laid off. It's, it's all the in-betweens of like, why the fuck is this happening to me? But it sets you up for the perfect green light okay. uh, to progress in your life, bro. And so that's what this book made me realize. And it started to make me laugh at resistance. I said, fuck you resistance the other day because I caught it in my fucking head. I was sitting here having self doubt, self doubts 
And I said, fuck your resistance. And then literally we started hitting a fucking roll, bro. We did. We started hitting a roll. We did. And I was like, this, and that's what solidifies so much shit for me where I'm like, and it's so internal and no one will get it unless it's happened directly to you for a specific moment. Yep. But I've had a lot of those lately where it's like, yep. bro, just battle through this fucking time right now and you're going to, it's going to pay off. It's going to be worth it. Uh, we're just sculptors here, man. When, when I, I say it, I'm in a slow pitch softball league, and we were we were down by a few runs the other night, and we scored a couple runs. And I said the same thing then. I say it whenever I've played beer pong and I was losing, and I caught a couple of cups. <laughs> whenever I've played tip it, whenever we played basketball, anything, I come back a little bit. It's just a eh, sculpting. I'm just chipping away here. That's all it is. I am just chipping away, and that's what we're doing right now. I'm here with a nice pick, and I, we're just chipping away. So we posted this um, quote. Uh, on the uncommons, um, and I want to see how it sat with you as well. So, like, resistance is a compass. It guides us to our calling. Um, and, like, that's kind of how it starts, like the book. It starts by labeling resistance that way. It's a compass. And I've never looked – I've always known, like, we're adversity going to hit, but there comes weird points in time, like, I wanted to go to the NFL so bad and it just wasn't working out that I'm like, do I keep fighting this fight? Do I keep fighting this fight and, like, it's going to pay off or do I – pivot and find a new passion and things just happen in a weird way that you start to kind of feel your gut but the compass was the thing that sat with me because like it's literally guiding you to your calling and sometimes it takes you to a point in life in a certain industry where you need to hit yep. and that's where you're supposed to stop yep and so it just made me look at at life a little differently you know, that. uh my answer to that is super duper short and simple and it's the idea of I've come to a realization in my life so far that if I don't feel like I'm earning it, it is not of any value to me. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it comes from a quote of Michael Jordan, nothing of value comes without being earned. It's quote for quote, I know for sure as shit that is the exact quote because I remember it because it's one of my favorite ever. But it's one of those things of, if something ever comes really easy to me, my first reaction is, fuck yeah, this is sick, this is great. Of course it was easy, I loved it. And then it sets in of, all right dude, no, no. You took the easy route. That's what you did. You fucking pansy. You took the easy route. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know what? And you gave in. You and gave it, in. it shows because it's like, what you created? Cool. Great. Cool. It's not fucking dope and sick and how exactly you wanted to create it. It's not that. You gave up early. Well, you, you know it. You For feel sure. it. You feel deep down when you, you're fucking dogging it. And when I, you're dude, not. I, the epitome of me not being able to sleep some nights is like, dude, you, you fucking gave yeah. in, dude. You gave in the resistance and then all of a sudden... The epitome of me getting up early to work sometimes is the day before. Hey, fucker, you get you gave in yesterday. Yeah. You're not giving in today. And it's it's when you're taking the easy way out and you feel it. And you know it. You but know it. You, you so day, know it. You learn though. You yeah. learn. And yep. then that's it's the trial yep. and error. It's you mm -hmm. have to fail to fucking understand what yep. you really need to do. Or what and you have to. to sometimes you have to give in and take that easy way out to know how much you. To know how it feels. To know how much you fucking hate yourself yes. for doing it. Yes. And the most, the most quote-unquote self-love way possible, I get that, sure. But no, I fucking hate myself when I do that. And then when I, because when I do it, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, what the if fuck, If this is dude? the dream and you made this decision, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't how you were, that you fucking preach. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? No, so, like, exactly. Sometimes like, you do shit that you, that you yeah, don't do yeah. shit that you preach. Yep. It's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, yep. who am I if I don't do my shit? You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Um, so it holds you accountable. And another thing that you wrote down in these notes is the idea that resistance never sleeps. And it's just so fucking true. It's so fucking true. And the way that I, I take that so actually literally, um, because I think uh, a lot of people can relate to this, is that when they face their greatest resistance, is actually when they are trying to physically sleep. 
it's, um, it's, it's when you aren't doing anything so your mind can work against you because it has all the time in the world because you're not distracted. You know what resistance feels like? It feels like losing a championship and watching the winning team celebrate on your field. Like, well, I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, that's a really deep, like taking, deep taking the, But yeah. the taking the easy way out, yep. and you're like, you made it to the championship, bro. It was an opportunity. It was the, it was, it was the decision. And you chose the, and like you guys lost, and you're like, fuck, I should have, I could have. And there's moments that fuck, you left it all out there. And yep. That's fine, and you yep. failed. Yep. Failing's different than taking the easy way out. Oh yeah. Taking the easy way out is looking back going like, man, fucking so and so was dogging, or I was dogging, I didn't do this, and I, you know, it's like not pointing fingers, but just like when people know team wise, you know, or you know that you didn't put the work in. Yep. To get the job done. Yeah. You and did more. Yeah, and one of those things, I'll, I'll always say this, but like four years ago, I would have thought this was stupid as shit. Uh, I have before starting my first profitable and successful company, I failed six businesses. Yeah. One of them, I wasted twenty two thousand dollars, over twenty two thousand dollars of my dad's money. Yeah. That, borrowed money from my yeah, dad. Yeah, that hits. But that will always feel better than never even giving the opportunity a shot. Yeah. Well, you always. learned. You learned, and then you always. Got here in theory, you though, in theory, if you've never done that, you're like, no fucking chance. I don't. I'd yeah. rather never do that. And yeah. it's like, yeah. And so those things, you'll never ever understand it unless you fuck up. Yeah. And I fucked up. And now it's like one of the most appreciative and most beneficial and most valuable experiences of my life is fucking up as bad as I fucked up. You fuck up and you learn, bro. Like that's just I, I've learned to also not be so hard on myself. Yeah. Like to all I used to just be fuck I just hurt myself. Yep. Like, God, dude. And then now it's like, all right, dude, listen, you fucked up. We learn from it, you move on. Yep. And, and the thing about resistance too is that it's fucking relentless yeah. and and one well, it never sleeps and it never takes a day off it's fought every day it never takes a day off and it aims it, to kill it like a just it is the Chris Kyle of <laughs> it is the American sniper your ass of off dreams your, off your throat of dreams it is the mile away you think you're okay through through thirteen thirteen windows of four buildings somehow <laughs> mathematically that makes sense. And it it <laughs> aims to kill, and it doesn't aim to kill only. It shoots to kill, and it's going to fucking hit you. And it will hit you. It just depends on whether you get up or not. That is the difference. Well, that's the only thing you're in control of is if you get up or not. Yeah. You, like, you know what I mean? It's yep. like it's you have to control what you can control in those moments. And um, another one that hit with me where it was saying resistance uh, gets allies, and it uses your environment. Mm. And it'll use your environment against you, and it's not even your environment has no idea, because like you know what I think about all the time. It's always about like how you how people you think of something. How do I explain this? You perceive it different than how that person's. Oh god, yeah. So like I do, I do you, it you, all you, the time. You perceive the worst. Yeah, I do it to me all the time. Where she's fine, and I'm like, and I'm feeling like a different vibe, and she's like, I'm literally fine. But like, it's the resistance from yep. like. Yep. Something else, is, and then I'm you, like, you hit a red light, and all of a sudden, yeah. you're like, wait, so like, like, the world's wrong. Off, like, wrong. You know, I'm, I'm stressed about something, and then I'm thinking that you know what I mean. Yep. It's just like, yep. so I, I understood a little bit like in life where it's like you're just perceiving things because it's resistance hitting you about something else that has yep. nothing to do with yep. that, that. It's a, just yeah. a masterful recruiter. Yes, That's yes. What it is. Yeah. It, you're totally right. It recruits your allies, and but it recruits your environment. Yeah, but also it recruits. Your worst memories. Yes. Yeah. It is the best Division One NCAA not certified recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Reggie Bush, you're not getting your Heisman back type of recruiter. Oh my god. Because it's, it's that guy. It's it's. I mean, resistance is a fucking asshole. It's it a fucking is. asshole. It is. It's a dickhead. 
<laughs> it's you're not getting your trophy back. <laughs> you know. Sorry. Yeah, fuck Sorry. that guy. Whoever, whoever said Reggie Bush shouldn't have his fucking Heisman trophy is... Yeah, yeah, different, different. Yeah. But another one. Resistance is most powerful at the finish line and knows we are about to beat it. Ex- riff on that one for a bit because you wrote that note down. What, what does that mean to you? Um, dude, resistance is most powerful at the finish line and... Um, it fucking hit because it's like, dude, you ever been so fucking close to, bro? I have been wanting to go to the NFL since I was like fucking five years old. Mm-hmm. Five years old. Did you? Did I ever think I was gonna sniff that motherfucker? Hell no. No. But I shot for the fucking stars and I landed on the moon. You know? Like yep. I truly think I landed on the moon. I. So, what I mean by it hits at the finish line, all I wanted to do was hear my fucking name get called. Right? Like, that's all I wanted was to hear my name get called. I even get a call two days before in my fucking bed, and the Giants call me like, hey, we have three we have three picks. Um, we want to take a receiver in the seventh round. Keep your phone on you after the draft. Like, bro, if I sign a free agent deal, fucking money. Like, that's a win, bro. Yeah. That is a win on top of wins for me. Like, I get an opportunity. That's all yeah. I wanted. And then the draft day comes. You don't hear shit. Your phone doesn't fucking ring. And then it's just been resistance. Boom, boom, boom. Hitting, 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 right? And it was just like... I was at the, all I had to do was fucking like fall forward and I finish, you know what I mean? Yep. Like trip yep. and I'm, not, I'm through the finish line. And then so it hit me really hard. And then, like I said, I think things have happened in my life to, to bring me to where I'm at now. Like I'm in a, in a great place, but that place was tough. That place was tough watching the fucking draft thinking. And I didn't think before that, that I was even going to get a call. Then I got the call saying that I was going to get a call. So I'm like, oh fuck, I might get a call here. You know what I mean? Then yep. you're, you're, you start to get your hopes up. And that's when it hits the hardest, you know what I mean? And so I just look back that it's the best thing that ever happened, but that's just, even with your passions, like I've had similar feelings to where like, we're just getting so derailed off of what we wanted to do because of all the resistance and influence in our outside environment that now we're finally brought back to the core. And, and you have to go through that shit to realize what you want. You for know? sure. And, and this is uh, going to be a, uh, it's a reach for sure. The, the example I'm about to give, um, but it's just how visually my mind works. To me, resistance is this idea. Um, if you are listening to this podcast, you understand the idea of beer pong. And the idea of beer pong, this is going to make sense. And it's not a party funny thing. It's an actually, a, it's a serious example. Uh, when you're facing, uh, when you just start, there's 10 cups. There's one at the beginning, then there's two, then there's three, then there's four. Yes. So think of the idea of resistance is those cups. But say it goes one cup, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Right? Okay. And resistance. To get through, quote-unquote, resistance, you have to get on the other side. In your mind, you think that you have to hit every single cut. All resistance is, you need to hit one from each row. Yeah. But it presents on the last row, you have to hit all ten, you don't. Sometimes you only have to hit one and there's an opening. And that is the only fucking thing that you need to do. Yeah. But you get so goddamn scared because you see ten cups. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes resistance is literally, all you need to do is just... Knock one domino down mm-hmm. in that row, and that is all you have to do. Yeah, bro. When you start battling resistance, but you keep going and you keep doing and you keep action and you're progressing and you're laying brick by brick. Every once in a while, bro, you get lucky. And, and like, you know the thing shit is, it starts that, to happen. You know, maybe you have to hit all ten. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe you have to hit one. Yeah. You sure as shit don't know unless you unless you take the shot. Death cup. You sure as shit don't know if <laughs> all you have to do is hit one death cup and yeah. win the game. You don't know that, but you have to take the freaking shot. Yeah, and it's the whole thing like, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from going to the plate. You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah, it, it, but it's Michael all Scott, cliche, but it's so fucking Michael Scott real. Wengreski. Yep. But it's so real because it's like, dude, would you rather sit there your whole life thinking what if 
and then one little thing happens and you're like, no, nah, it's not for me. It's like, yep. well then yeah, it's not for you, bro. Like you think the show is gonna be easy? Like, yep. like I said, I always talk to my boy Griff. He always hits me up, um, and he's been, he calls me out. Like like when I was going through that funk, we talked about the last podcast. But like, you need. And sometimes the universe will send you that too. Sometimes you get a little help from the universe on the other side. Like, hey, bro, fucking keep going. Like, you sometimes, know you, you it, sometimes resistance is actually what. You never realize it at the point. You never, yeah. you never realize it when it's happening. It's your best friend because all it is is a signal. It is. It is a signal. It's a it turn is, sign. It is the. It is the notification that says one at the top of your app. It is the phone call. It is the text. It is. It is the notification of something of mm-hmm. hey, how bad do you really want it? And all that signal is. Is to ask yourself that question and to see how how you answer. Yeah, it it wants, cause like, here's the vibrations, bro. Like this shit is real as fuck. It, it's the vibrations you're on. You want to be on. You want to go to the NFL. You want to build a successful business. You want to do all this shit, right? The universe wants to really see how bad you want it. What are you willing to go through to get there? You think the people at the fucking top one percent of their industry didn't go through some fucking shit to get there? Yep. Right. I yep. mean, like, look where Amazon started. Yep. And people are mad at Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff just sold books on the internet when Bro, they started. What the I mean, fuck? He barely sold it's books on the internet. It's a fucking empire. Do you think when that dude before it is what it is now was saying shit, people are like, "Yeah, dude, whatever." You're gonna fly to space? Yeah. Bro, he did say that fucking twenty years ago. Bro, though. sure as shit did. Bro, you know what I'm saying? So it's if, if that like that shit gives me goosebumps. Like, yep. bro, he started somewhere and he was going yep. through shit and it took yep. shit to get there. Yep. Stepping in shit's inevitable, but you gotta find out a way to do it less, right? And. and Crazy. You, you underlined a, a thing in here that is so epic. I want you to read it. I want you to read the notes that we have. You uh-huh. you underlined something in here that I, I think is when you told me about like this idea of podcasting over this topic. Yeah. It I think the core idea of this podcast was this this note right here. Okay. <clears throat> so it says the more important a call or action is to our soul's evolution, the more resistance we feel towards pursuing it. So, like, it's pretty much saying the more that you want something and, like, it's that fire, it's that, it's that fire that ignites your soul, it's your why, it's your purpose, it's your passion, it's the thing that you wake up wanting to go do sometimes. Some people, it's the gym, some people, it's business, it's sports, it's, it's creating, it's taking pictures, it's whatever your, your thing is, telling jokes. Maybe you love fucking telling jokes, yep. but whatever ignites your fucking soul, yep. that's the most you're gonna get resistance for. Like yep. that that subject, that path of life, you're gonna get the most resistance because it's what you want the most out of life. It's 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 the ultimate test against time. It's the hero and it's David beats Goliath. It's it's yep. you know, it's 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 the whole deal. You have to de- fucking defeat those big ass monsters, demons, self doubts, adversity to get the main prize you want because you care so much, you know? And and what I, I think it's like um What's really important to me, and I know it is important to you, is to, when we preach all these things and we say all these things, is to actually do it personally in our own lives. Absolutely. Um, and if we're not, then we feel like bullshitters, and we, we just feel like liars, and that's not who we are. And yeah. if we ever feel that way, we feel dirty and gross and horrible. And so I, I think this is something that you and I actually hold really dear, and that we are actually proving in our own method- methodologies and the way that we're, we're operating our own lives and this business, is this idea of... There's a there was a lot of resistance for you and me to even go all in on the uncommons yes, because absolutely. at this point you and I could make a lot more money doing other things because yes. at the end of the day we have to eat rents due you know electricity lights got to stay on I want hot water when I shower yeah. all the shit you know yeah. all, all the stuff everybody wants we have opportunities that are more pressing right now that could make us more money. 
that we are turning down because they do not feed our soul like the idea of what we produce for the uncommons are right now. Bro, like... And that, that's resistance of giving in to, hey, bills, are, bills need to be paid. Res, like, that's a resistance. I got to do this first. And then committing to this and doing this and saying, I'm going to figure my bills out. Okay. Hey, at the end of the month, I'm going to figure out, okay, rent. Okay. I'm going to do my shit. Yeah. You know, I might lose, I might lose sleep. I might work a little bit harder. I might do a bunch of extra side hustles. Yeah. But, and the resistance is there. But this is what feeds my soul. Bro, just who I am as a person when I'm stressed out thinking about the money and how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that, and to try to fund this dream that we have. And, um, like, I just don't like who I am. And, like, I'm just, like, you know, like, I feel like a zombie when you want to go do the, like, when you're yeah. doing the other things. And, like, yep. um, I do, I'm around a lot of passionate people, and I like the things I do. Um, but this is my dream. It's, like, I'm good at other things, you know. I think that, you know, like you said, like, we could do other things that are probably more financially you know, better for us, but like the freedom my soul has and like building this business with you and going through the shits and through with this, like this is worth it to me, yep. you know? And so, yep. um, yeah, you could take the easier path and it's not like, it's not like that path is bad, you know, so bad. It's just, I know I'm going to look back. If I don't go all in, in this moment right now, my future self is going to hate me. My future self is going to mm-hmm. fucking hate me, bro. Because there's just some points that I'm like, if you just do this now, bro, if you do this now, if you go through this right now, your future self is going to thank you. Yep. You are going to you are going to be so glad you made that pivot, that move. You you dove all in. You went all in. We've had some all in moments lately, and you showed me that Steve Harvey. So this book was one of them. I remember. I think I called you right when I started reading. Yeah, you did. And um, and then you showed me that Steve Harvey because I was already having a feeling like I had a little epiphany like type deal. I've been having like some weird daydreams, bro. Like and showed me that Steve Harvey video about jumping in. That's what inspired my blog. My blog that we wrote um, that that got posted today, but. Like, there's going to be a point in time when the decision has to be made to fucking jump all in or not. You yep. know what I mean? And, like, we were, I'm all in, I'm all in. Like, we weren't until, like, these last couple of days. And look what the fuck we've been able to do just internally and with the business and all that stuff and the moves we've been making. Um, and I don't give a fuck if everybody else thinks it's progress. It's progress in, in our yep, souls, bro. For sure. So, um, you have to take that jump. And it sucks and it's scary. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be fucking hard and shitty at times. But at the end of this, like, it's going to be fucking worth it, you know? For sure. I, I, I totally agree. And uh, another note that you you put in here is we are always in power to alter our destiny. We can turn the tables on resistance this second. And this is my favorite part. We can do work this second. Because a big thing is we can realize. We can realize sure as shit. A change needs to be made. Something else is possible. There is a different outcome if I put the work in to do it. That is possible. And then people don't actually do anything. Because realizing it is seems like enough at the point of, okay, that's progress. Yes and no, that's not progress. Doing any work, whether it's one step or a hundred, that's progress. Absolutely. But the thing is that pe- what people don't realize, and what another thing of like, you can lull yourself to sleep, because we, we re-realized that the past two weeks yeah. of like, we wanted to do things and we had to wait till we had more funding. We had to wait till we, we, no. we had money to do it. We, no. no. Work can be done this second. Yeah. And we even realized that. And we called ourselves out on that shit mm-hmm. because we let ourselves just pass by for months without, you know, rebranding certain things, colors we liked, how things look. We content. were so in control of so much the whole time. 
so much everything. Yeah. Control of everything. Control of everything. Yeah, exactly. And and we just you are in control. That's a bad statement on my hand. We are in control of everything. And yeah, yeah. no, and we let it pass us by. But yeah, we'll make the decision once we. No. no, no, motherfucker, now. Yeah, we because start doing. you have the power to make that decision now, and then not only make the decision, do the work to enact the result you want upon that decision. I've also realized. So first of all, some regression is progression. Like oh, sure shit. Sometimes sure you know as that, shit. It's just to catapult you forward, uh-huh. bro. Because you live and you learn. The bone you skip, you yep. skip those two steps that you fucked up on the first yep. time. You know what yep. I mean? So the regression that we've made like catapulted us, bro. Like. Fucking ten steps. I feel like I feel like we just hit a coast like We talked about. Um, fuck, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Well, well, I'll I'll go to the next one because the next one is something that you when you called me the first time about it, you talked about this idea of fear and how yeah. fear is good and fear is an indicator. Yeah, fear is a sniper target. It is the crosshairs. The more scared we are, the more sure that we have to be that we have to pursue something. So yes. riff on that for a second. Like, if, bro, like, the more scared you are is just telling you how much you really want to do how shit. How bad you want that damn yeah. result. You know how bad is, you want the thing. Like, we talked about the homie David uh, that we just met. He, you know, he was uh, at Texas Tech. He yep. came SMU. He was kicking He's an intern for spell performance. Um, we were hanging out with him while he was out here. And we're at the OC Fair. And he's fucking looking at these rides. And he's smiling. But he looks at me. He's like, bro, I'm so scared of roller coasters. But you ever been on one? He's like, no. I'm like, so why are you scared? Well, everybody says. I'm like, so you're going to let everybody else dictate yep. before you've even experienced it. How yep. do you know unless you've experienced it? Like, you'll yep. be smiling. It's like, I could tell you want to go on that ride, bro. Yep. You want to go on that ride. Like, you just need to go. You need to, you need to take the chance, right? So when you're scared, like Will Smith, the skydiving, it's on the other side of fear, and it is. And I went fucking skydiving, and it was, it was insane. It was in fucking insane. Like, it shit's scary, but when you jump, and like uh, Steve Harvey says, like, you're not always going to have a, a parachute. Yeah, sometimes it fucking sucks. But the times that you have that parachute and you're able to, and it catches you and you start fucking soaring, man, like, there's no other feeling like it in the world. And the other thing, too, is that uh, when people, some people can jump without a parachute and have no idea that they have enough time and resources to build that parachute while they're falling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what I mean by that is almost everybody. There are some people in the world, for sure, that they don't. But 99% of the people, if you are listening to this podcast, you have the resources that if you have to jump in your life for an opportunity, you have the resources to build the goddamn parachute on the way down. Bro, if I didn't take, if I didn't take the risks like that I took throughout my life, I don't even, God, it would be so fucking boring. So boring. Like, so if boring. I didn't do half the things that like I was so fucking scared of or that my dad made me do that I was, <laughs> but just because I knew I should have done it, but I yep. was scared. My dad's yep. like, no, yep. dude, yep. fucking do that. You're going to regret not doing this. Okay, fuck, and then I didn't. I, and he's like, "See," and it's like even when you're a kid, like you're so scared to do little, sh- little yeah. shit, little shit, and then yep. you do it, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, dude, email this school. No, and thank God he fucking emailed. You know what I mean? Or like, thank God, fucking just anything. Like all these things that lead you up to this moment. Yep. All right, we're gonna move on to my notes now, which are just a third of the amount of notes you had. Really? Yeah, I only I've got like five, maybe six points. Yeah. Um, and my, my, one of my big notes is the idea of the realized person. And uh, again, because I'm, I'm an asshole, what is the author's name? Stephen Pressfield. Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. I remember Stephen. I just still to this, I cannot remember Pressfield. I'm a dick. No, it's low-key. He deserves to be remembered. Stephen Pressfield deserves to have his name correctly yeah. said on the podcast. But the realized person is the idea of realizing in your life who, are, who you're supposed to be. And I really, truly, in my heart and soul... And every ounce of my being believe that there is a moment in everybody's life 
where they realize they are not who they are supposed to be. Yeah. And the biggest issue I have run into, it's the, and I'll, I'll relate it as a big esoteric idea and then a more tangible idea. So everybody, when you don't vibe with somebody and like people see it and they, you, you feel like you are that realized person and someone has a comment, just something shitty to say, at the end of the day, I really believe that they are jealous that they are not they are not there yet themselves. They're not really jealous of you yes. that you're there. They're, they're jealous, jealous that they're not there yet, or they're they're jealous that they just haven't realized that themselves yet. Well, the comf- like you being comfortable in your own skin, being authentic and wearing who you are, people know when you're your full up. It, it's the energy you give off. When, like, yeah, when you are when that you that realized it, self, yeah. Bro, and it, it's gonna take change and trying things. I mean, fuck. I mean, clothes, uh, things that you've always wanted. Like I've always wanted to get tattoos, but I'm scared to get tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like I've I wanted to be tattooed up since I was a little kid, and I wasn't gonna get any. And then Hunter was like, "Bro, go get your first tattoo." And I'm like, "I don't know." Like I'll just, I put, and then it just it spiraled into like I've always wanted to be self expressed that way. You know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes you need a little push to get that direction of who you yep. want to be, how you want to express yourself, how you want to be authentic. And dude, and it th- takes trial and error. That was my exact. That was my more tangible point of mm-hmm. like. It's the idea of the people that judge people with the tattoos yeah. the most are the people that just don't have two yeah. tattoos. But people with tattoos never judge people without tattoos yes. for not having tattoos. Exactly. Well, and it's just maybe that person wants tattoos, but they're not comfortable with themselves enough to rock it or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, and it's being authentic and finding out and, yeah, realizing this is me. And I was thinking about this too. I trip off the psyche when you're a kid and like the environment you grew up in. And sometimes you grow up in an environment where you don't think it's okay to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, where you... Where you mm-hmm. you are scared that your family isn't going to accept you for who you are, and that's I can't even imagine what people go through with that, or, or you know, hiding having to hide who they are for their family and shit because it's like, dude, like you don't even know who you are, and then you have to pretend, and then, but anyway, it's like that mold, and then when you finally start to find out who you are, and you're like, you know what I mean? It's so it's it's this game where you have to realize what you want. Absolutely, and, and another uh, one that uh, I think is really interesting is the. Yeah, it's a re- it like I had to listen to this part three times in the audiobook. Self doubt can be friendly as it opens the door to love. So I, I heard that and I was like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? Like that doesn't make any sense. And it's the idea the love of something you wish to do or be, the hard part is recognizing that. So when you have this self doubt, what it really is is you you can take it as self-doubt or you can take it as recognizing of I'm potentially doubting myself now, but I'm doubting myself because I love that idea of when I want to be so bad. It's like I yearn for that so bad. Yeah. And I love that idea of what I could be so bad and I love the opportunity that is available to, available to me. And then the hard part is recognizing it as love and not self-doubt and not getting down on yourself like I need to be kind to myself. Like, sure, that's the first step. That's not, that's not the answer. Yeah. The first step is to be kind to yourself recognize that it's love and then still do the fucking work be yeah. like, do do the shit but but recognizing that is is the really really difficult part i think it's also like to me it's hitting like it's owning your weaknesses like the doubt is because you're having weaknesses in something like if we're doubting like if i'm ever doubting myself about any of our shit it's like yeah you're not putting in the work like you said you hit like a weird i'm not doing enough yep and then look at the yeah you know i mean yep. like it, but that's the self-doubt of like, yep. okay, I need to be doing something yep. more in this part of and, my life or my relationship. And recognizing that then the love for the result of what I wanted yes. to be was so much greater than the, the self-doubt. That's the self-doubt. If you're having self-doubts in your relationship, maybe you show a little bit more love. And it's like all, to your yes, business, exactly, to your sport, right. exactly. to your pet. Like, if you're having doubts about anything, it needs more love. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And then uh, the next point I, I have that in my notes is the idea of it has to do with like opportunity cost, which is one of my favorite 
favorite ideas in life. In life, every single thing you ever do has an opportunity to cast an eye. Love that concept. <laughs> and it's the price of being in the re- arena is taking blows. That's what you wanted. To be there. Fuck. So think about this idea. Michael Jordan is... Uh, I'll die on myself. Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. I'll die on um, myself. I love when you say that. I'll die on like, myself. I'll die on this. Like, there's people who have more championships, but like, no. Michael Jordan is the best player of all time. But Michael Jordan is not Michael Jordan unless he got the shit kicked out of him. He took the blows from the Pistons before he became that guy. Or already got cut from his freshman basketball team. JV. 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 But... McGregor is not that guy until you watch the oh, or until fuck, you until you watch the documentary or any other video. Fuck. When he goes, "What's your name?" the reporter goes, "What's your name?" and he goes, "My name is Conor McGregor, and I have a record of four and one." And he's he's humiliated to say one. I'm a, I'm a double champ someday. Oh yes, sir. I'm gonna be a double champ. I'm gonna be a double champ. But he's fucking 18 years old. But he's over his face. he's humiliated to say four and one. God, and then I also, Conor McGregor is not Conor McGregor unless he loses to Diaz. Unless because he can call you. out, he can call out Aldo and hit him, and but then he loses to Diaz, and then he beats Diaz. It, it takes you to another step when you lose. Like it said, it calls you on your bullshit. Like fuck, bro, you need to, you need to do this next time. You, mm-hmm. And he learned. It humbles you. It's it's a humbling experience. And I but, think of all the time, like when I used to get hurt, I used to get so mad at like getting hurt, like in ball or something, or like it's like, bro, it's part of the fucking game. Dude, Brady's not Brady until he's drafted last and then doesn't play his first couple yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Brady's not Brady. Mm-hmm. And exactly. now Brady's the best best football player ever. But... It's going through that, that, that inevitable shit. So the, here's the idea of, like, say... You always have to break down these goals and these dreams and these esoteric ideas, and I'll quote-unquote esoteric, of, like, you want to be the best football player ever. Mm-hmm. One, that means you have to be a professional football player. Yep. To be a professional football player... Say even you want to be you want to be a World Series champion in baseball. Mm-hmm. In the 162 games before what that, you are not a World Series champion. You are just a professional baseball player. Yep. So you have to. That's the only label and title you give yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, to be an All Star, you have to hit 300. Yep. Which means you have to fuck up seven out of ten times. Yes. So yeah, I love that the price of being in the arena is is just literally taking blows. You have to take seven of the ten. That's literally what you have to do to be a professional in the dream you have. To be, no, the best in no, professional. Not even there yet. To ultimately be the best, you have to fail so no, many times. No, but, yes, yeah, but yes. I'm saying, like, to quote yes. unquote, be an all-star yep. three out of ten times, yep. you have to get a hit. Yep. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and then, so in, in, my next point is... The professional, and this is another reason I love this book, is because it like it talks about being a professional, and it doesn't literally mean like something oh, that works God. for a paycheck. That's what I was. That's what it, I called you the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean something that's working for a paycheck. It just means something that just takes themselves seriously in the endeavor that they're actually going for. My my favorite thing, and this is what you taught me really well too, is like you have like the the S corps and like the sole proprietor, like and treating yourself like a business. And even when I got to college, I started to realize that like my junior senior year, like I am a business. So my body is my business. What, what, what is the one thing I told you to do when I, I asked you a question a year and a half ago? I go, hey, what do you think of this? And you're like, ah, well, it could be, uh, have an opinion. Oh, yeah, have an opinion. yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. reason you should have an opinion yeah. is because in this, in this environment, you this arena, you're the guy. Yes, yes. Have, a, have an opinion, yes. but it, it, takes a, it, takes a re, it takes a realization to, like, 
look at yourself as that professional where your opinion is valid and matters. Well, it's like knowing there comes a point where you have to realize, dude, your shit's good in whatever you're doing. Yep. It's at yep. some point good yep. to somebody that yep. like they're seeking advice or your profession yep. or your service. And it's taking ourselves seriously. And that's like I said, like I, I put co-creator of the Uncommons in my bio. Did I own that? I didn't own that. No. What do you do? I named everything else I did and would say the Uncommons last. Yeah. That's what I would explain to people. What are you doing while well, I'm doing this, this, and this? Like, no, nah, motherfucker, I'm the co-creator of the Uncommons and I'm doing X, Y, and Z to help fund the Uncommons. Yep. That's how, that's uh-huh. the mindset that switched for it, me. It has to be. And that's when I called you and I was like, bro, like, no, fuck that. We're CEOs. We're fucking, mm-hmm. we're the co-creator. Like, we are the Uncommons. Like, and yep. until you own that, you won't ever fucking be that. So that was my insecurities calling out of my self-doubts. Like, bro, you're not owning this shit. Yep. This isn't, this is what you think you're doing. Like, this has to be who you are because it's what you want to be. And, and one of the ideas of the professional is the professional realizes that fear can never fully be overcome, yet persists anyways. And here's the idea of you look at 127 hours, the rock climbing type of, or um, uh, one with Bodhi. The one with Bodhi. Um, Fuck. Break. Point break. Oh, point break. Yeah, yeah. Point gonna, break is fucking. I was dope. gonna say Breaking Bad. And I was the like, new that one. Is I like, so not the. The one. old one's badass too. With John Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves for sure. Yeah. Not Johnny Depp. I fucked up. Yeah, no. Keanu I was Reeves. like, you, you made me um, think. I was like, what? But uh, yeah, the new one's dope. Okay, so, so think about it. Well, I'm like, I'm appalled that I fucked that one up. It's not bad. I watched too many movies to mess that one yeah, up. It's okay. But so the idea of think about it, a rock climber, uh, you know. Uh, a free climber, somebody who climbs boulders with, with no rope. So crazy. a legit free climber. Fucking crazy. Think about it this way. They persist, and they have they have this little ounce of fear. To say that there is zero fear, maybe the guy with 127 hours or the guy that free climb, free solo, maybe not because he... What's chemi- it? What's the chemically... Like, not El Presidente. Is it like El Presidente? El Capitan. El Capitan. But <laughs> El Presidente, what is... What is Barstool Sports over here? El Capitan. El Yeah, part of the cartel. <laughs> But so you climb up, you climb up this this rock, this this cliff, and you're free climbing. They Barely pers- a fucking they persist. Cliff, bro. No, but they persist, and they're they have the same amount of fear the entire time. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe more, and they and yet they still persist. And the idea of climbing El Capitan can can be paralleled between every single thing. Teaching an English class in high school, you could fuck up before a state. F- before a state test, your students could do this, could fuck up and misrepresent you, all the things, and yet you still teach every day anyways. To me, and I believe this more than ever just recently, is the vibrations. And people don't realize the vibrations. If I'm free climbing a rock, or a, a, a fucking El Capitan, bro, if I'm sitting there and my vibration is me thinking about that I could die, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. The more you think about dying, you're going to die yep. on that rock. Yep. All they're thinking about is their next step. The next step. Yep. The next step. And they my hand goes here. My toe goes there. That's it. My hand goes here. My toe goes there. Micro fucking manage, bro. Like yep. fucking just, just boom. You know what I mean? Yep. Little fucking moves, right? Yep. Your vibration's on, I broke. You're, that's what you're thinking. That's what you're manifesting. That's the whole, like your thoughts become what happens. So good or bad, you're always manifesting. You're always speaking to existence. You're always inviting that in so it's like i'm broke yep that's what you're going to keep inviting in as opposing to how do i get there what's where does my finger need to go to make seven figures where does my foot like it's the little thing so that for me is the whole resilience first resistance like no shit it's gonna it's gonna come to your head what's my next step what's my next step for sure 
I a hundred percent. I and even the idea of micromanaging that of like even every single step, like there has to be that thought process. What how smaller how big it could get, there has to be that. Yeah, it yeah. has to go through a filter of some kind. Absolutely. The next one I have is, and actually, oh, I'm gonna make a reference here. Um, the professional does not take su- success or adversity personally. You and I are really good at realizing, we've grown into this, we've matured into this, of realizing people-to-people relationships of not taking things personally. Yes. Because you, you know you never you never fully understand or know where other people are at right now. You never really know how good or bad someone's going through it right now. Mm-hmm. And going through it means you know all the shit that could be going on. You, Absolutely. you, you don't know. Absolutely. But then the next level of that is the idea of inanimate objects, inanimate experiences, inanimate things of like when events happen. Not taking those personally because I am the opinion. I stub my toe. I get mad at God. Yeah. I'm like I I used to be that guy for sure, and sometimes I still do. And like yeah. it's. That's me being authentic. Like it's that hard. Is, it's hard. No, yeah. it's, it's a fucking no. exercise. It's, it's, it's every like, day. wait, why, why did I drop this? Why did this happen? Like all this shit. Why? But it's, and realizing right. that success in adversity is not personal. No. It is not at all personal. No. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to make a reference to Coach Gonzalez, our varsity baseball coach, to where I'll totally admit I, I used to butt heads with him all the time. Yeah. All the time. The only thing I've ever taken from him off the field is one of the most important lessons of my entire life. Cream will rise? Ever. No, it's the yeah. idea of you're never too high, you're never too low. You're never as low, as high as you think you are, you're never as yes. low as you think you are. Yeah. You're always So being able to figure out where you are in this and operate that way, whether you think you're here or you know you're here or whether you think you're low or you know you're low, whatever it is, is being able to proceed and operate in a positive manner anyways. Yeah. Be the, be the same guy day in, day out. Yes. Yes, the, yes, yes, yes. I don't want the guy that hits for the cycle one game, but then strikes out looking the next five, and then hits the cycle. And it's like, you want the guy oh, that's fucking base hit. Oh, base, see, base see that, that was me, except cycle was never the thing. I was like, <laughs> and maybe I could make a, I could hit a single, or maybe every once in a while I could have two but, hits. But that was like, ah. She want to know what you're getting. For sure, and it's like the idea of consistency is key, but like, consistency is key is level six or seven. Like, there's so many steps you have to get through, walk through, and understand, and then you don't and go Understanding you, why. But you, you don't go through step. steps one through five, it's like, you're learning from steps one through five all have to come with you to get to step six. Oh, if you skip steps one, two, and three and get to four, you're going to fuck up on four about something you should learn at step two. Exactly. Like you need the steps and you yep. need to understand why you have to take these steps to learn because like, no, remember last time we did this? It's, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that because we fucked up on that. Yeah, so yep. we have to do it this way. It's like if you skip it, you're going to have all this shit and not know where to go. There's nowhere else to go. Yep. And uh, here's the idea of, there's two here. I'm, I'm going to go with the last one. The second last one I'm going to make last. This is, one of the ones I'll talk about is the idea the artist and the hierarchy can't work because nobody else can bring what the artist within can. And the, here's the idea. When you are um, you're working in a business, you're not an artist at that point. You're just an employee, and you can be replaced. And all you are is a step in a system. All you are. You're yeah. step 37 in the system of 96. That's all you are. If you're an artist, and what I mean by that is if you are a creator, there is no hierarchy. There is no somebody better. There's no, no, no there's never somebody. You. It's, it's only you. you. And it, like, you have to accept that, and then that has to feed your soul, and that has to just feed. And I mean this in a positive way. Feed that ego. No, feed it, that chip hard. on your shoulder. You, it hard. has to feed that chip on your shoulder. It's hard to not compete with people. I fucking always sit here, and I'm always like, 
fucking feel my ego. But then you create this competition that doesn't exist. It's like, bro. In in an unhealthy way. Yeah, we're we're completely, we might have maybe like the same. Like, my my stuff doesn't doesn't affect your stuff, and your stuff doesn't affect, but you think it does. But then when you're like, thinking about it, he's not thinking about you, or dude, that's, they're that's not thinking about the you. Lim- the limited, the pot's not big enough when you accepting yeah. that it is and realizing it is and then acting as if it always is, is the I thing. haven't even understood my role with some friends. And I have some friends that are fucking taking off in football and doing some fucking big things. And there's an ego part that comes in like, like, oh, I fuck, I could have. And it's like, nah, bro, that this is, it's not comparative. We're in completely different universes now and for the right reasons and you're in different roles and you need to be this role and a friend and this to the, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you have to check that ego and it, it, it's fucking hard. It's hard, but it's, it's the necessary it thing. the to hardest. Do. It's incredibly you difficult. It's just you. You're all, it's you. There's no competition. Yep. What you produce, no yep. one else can. Yep. It, say that again. What you produce, no one else can. Exactly, which yeah. is the premise of no one ever be, be uncommon. The uncommons. <laughs> and then this is my last note and it's my favorite part of the entire book. And it's literally one of my favorite parts of the, of almost any book I've ever read besides maybe one or two. And I am so easily influenced to want to get tattoos of quotes from books that I might, yeah. I might get this tattooed on me. But uh, let me preface the idea of, let me explain it, then, then let me say the quote, preface it, and then go in my explanation. Okay. Territories only give, they do not give back. So when I talk about territories, I, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the podcast about the idea of arenas. And I'm going to say arenas or territories. I'm going to define those as those are the places in which you enact your will to live out your life's purpose. For a baker who, who just bakes cookies, for example, their arena is the kitchen. Arnold Schwarzenegger's arena is the gym. John Lindahl's arena is producing music, whether that's recording or it's in front of a, like, a, a piano, computer, computer yeah, piano, computer, all yeah. the stuff. It's piano. Uh, Stevie Wonder's arena is is sitting at a piano that is the arena that is the physical place you go to enact your will your soul's will on your life's purpose but what i love so much about this is that a territory or that arena only gives it never ever ever gives back and what i mean by that is the easiest way is it's like the idea of you only you get out of anything what you put into it and the easiest explanation of that is Arnold Schwarzenegger in the gym. His muscles don't grow for the fuck of it. They don't grow for the sake of growing. They grow in direct proportion of the work he puts in to make them grow. Sure, that example, you'd be like, well, he took steroids. If you listen to that and heard that way, you're a pansy. Yeah, no. the fuck it, It's the idea of the work he puts in in his nutrition and then the work he puts in in the gym of counting every rep, the seconds of every rep, planning every single workout, planning the sleep heat and the rest he gets after, Dude. the stretching, the rolling out, the whole entire thing. His results are the direct result of the inputs he creates. That's the output that happens. And you know who taught me that? Josh Samora. Josh Samora taught, taught me that. And Josh Samora, when I was 18 years old, I was a senior with Caleb, and we were at a, we were at a <laughs> team dinner. We were at a team dinner, and he was a... No, it was our junior year, and he, he was a freshman on varsity. Mm-hmm. And we had a team dinner, and then um, we had a team dinner, and we were all hanging out and everything, and we were trying to influence him to, you know, just be a, be a freshman, do stupid stuff, whatever. We play that game. <laughs> we play that game. He starts over me. He starts over, over me. Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't the only time it happened that season, sure as shit. <laughs> we ended up having a, a team bonding party at... 
at somebody's house. We have, we have, we have a team party. Okay. Josh is there. The older guys are trying to influence Josh to drink mm-hmm. alcohol. And me, I'm one of those guys trying to influence them to do that. Mm-hmm. To this day, I'll swear I was doing it more of like a friend, like at the party to have to do it. It was nothing to do with yeah, it. It was like nothing to be shit, like, I yeah. want you to get drunk because I don't want you to play well next week. Not yeah, at all. Yeah. And he, he stood me up and said no. He got mad at me and said no. And he told me directly, stern face, and he was like, don't you make me, don't try to make me do this. And I was just like, what? And I, it was Phil Steering or somebody. It was like, somebody was like, why? But also, nothing to say against him. It was like, a, why? Because we're all high school kids being dipshits. Well, like, like why are you getting mad? No, but, like, but it was like, why not? Like, why yeah. not? Come on, hang oh, out. Oh, we're yeah. the older kids. Listen to what we say. And he goes, you get out of, what, out of your body exactly what you put into it. And I go... My body's a fucking temple. <laughs> no, and I go, holy yeah. dick. That can be explained to a lot more than just your body. Yeah. To this day. To this yeah. day. He, I was 17 and he was 15. And he taught me that. He said Wait, it to this day. Wait, you were trying to peer pressure somebody? And he, he fucked me up mentally and he deserves that win. And I fucked up. And to this day, it was one of those things where like he taught me so yeah. much about my entire life. Yeah. Being a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. When I was trying to pressure him and he stood strong to what he believed and he in. Fucking just, and he's a dog on the field. And, no, and then you look at it now, it's like, Jesus Christ, that makes him standing me up that way and yeah. standing strong in what he believed in is exactly who he is. And now I've become that person, but he, he taught me that. It's, it's, it's the process in anything you do. And like I said, you can't look at the 1%. It's the nights that you don't sleep. You, you get up early when you could have slept in. And you go to bed when you could have went out late to that party. Or you could have got drunk that night, but you said no because yep. you had something the next day. Yep. And all those little wins and all those little sacks. Bro, I, fuck, I mean, I missed fucking graduation with you guys. I, I went through my old phone and I saw the Dick fucking... That Still picture, mad. That picture made Still me cry in my fucking you. dorm room. You know what I mean? But it was something necessary that I had to prove to myself also, to get to a point. You you stayed at graduation, you may never play a down in Washington. It, that's what I'm saying. Yep. So... And I, that's the only thing I could think of at that moment, but it's like, in everybody's process, like, you have to... Because when, when, you, when you go to catch that, the, the kickoff of the punt, and Leach goes, who's 38? He, he could have been like, get 38 off the fucking, yeah. off, off the fucking yeah. field. Like, exactly. get, get him out of He but is not allowed on my field. But that is where you can tell resistance to fuck off because you've done the necessary things in order to get to where you need to be. Yep. And you've no, like... I, I mean, you get to a point where you're like, bro, there's no way you've retarded me. And that's probably how Josh felt. Yep. As a freshman on varsity. For sure. And how, you know what I mean? When you're a successful athlete and when your people, when your shit doesn't stink and your confidence, and your confidence is, is, is at an all-time high, it's because, you know, you put the preparation in. For sure. And it's the idea, again, territories, and when I say territories, I mean territories of expertise only give, they do not give back. It's the idea of his territory of expertise is the Badgers box and playing in the middle of the field. Dude's a dog. Dude's yes. a fucking dog. Anthony he plays their base, dude. Yeah. Infield, great. Yeah. But it's one of those ideas of... Ball didn't give him that. He gave himself that. Yes. He gave himself, one, the emotional confidence and the mental confidence to do that. And that he gave himself the physical ability to do that. He, was, he is blessed talented as much as anybody I've ever seen, sure. And then he... That is one-tenth of his physical ability. Because yeah. nine-tenths of it is the skill that he perfected in the craft that he put the work in to do. Mm-hmm. And every single person's territory and arena is, is that it doesn't matter. It's not ball-specific. It's, it's no. podcasting. It's interviewing. Dude. It's 
baking. It is shooting photos. It is being a teacher. It Bro, is it's, being, it's being a VP a, of marketing. Anything. It's you taking a job for free for something that you wanted to do and reaching out. Like it's those little sacrifices that you've made to get. If you didn't take that job, not even a job. If you didn't take that risk to reach out to Jordan, that I remember fucking when you texted me that day. You didn't take that fucking risk. There's no way in hell we'd be right here. We're doing what we're doing. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's all the little sacrifices that you make in that respect. Because baseball, it wasn't going to be it for you at that point, right? Yep. Like you knew that. Yep. And then you found this field that you like. You took that fucking jump, and you keep taking these jumps and these you, jumps. You know what jumps. it is? And I'm saying this as somebody who's never actually walked up to a girl in a bar. Because anytime I've ever gone to a bar, I've literally been with the same girl. <laughs> so I've never walked up to a bar. Is it over? Is it still recording? That's still recording. You guys can finish. Great. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Because we got well, two minutes left. Yeah, yeah. No, we're good. As somebody who's never, ever walked up to a girl in a bar, it's the idea of success does not ever walk up to you. Never. You walk up to success. Yes. Success is the pretty girl with the bang and bod and she's laughing she's smiling at the bar you're a few drinks in and you have the confidence to go up and talk to her first she is never ever ever going to come up and talk no to you no one's first. probably even asked her out success <laughs> success is that <laughs> pretty girl at the bar that only will re- will ever respond to you if you walk up to her first yeah and not- you know what she's going to do she's going to say no no motherfucker no okay, yeah, and then you're going to see the bar next week you're going to try again you're going to see the bar next week you're going to try again not gonna be creepy, no that's for no. sure. But no, definitely means no. <laughs> but it's the idea of if you never ever ever take that shot, you are never gonna know. And that's the idea of territories never give, then only give back. The idea of territories giving is if she walked up to you, nope, that's not how success works. Mm-hmm. They only give back. So she would only ever talk to you after you spoke to her first. That yeah. is like the 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 connection I'm, I'm making here is the idea of you have to have the nuts to walk up to her first. Yeah. And that's success. Take the leap. Take the risk of faith, bro. Hey, jump. You gotta jump. Gotta jump. Gotta jump.